Thank you for tuning in to the Wealth Builders podcast. On this episode, we have an excerpt from Billy Epperhart's teaching on organizational mastery at Karis Bible College. Be sure to visit the free download section of our shop at www.wealthbuilders.org to get a free handout for this episode. Enjoy the show. Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Let's join Billy Epperhart. Today we're going to have a we're going to have a good time together. Now I want to tell all of you before we get into this, some of this material is not easy stuff to teach, and because it's not easy to teach, some of it is not easy to hear. So I'm going to do my best. So we're going to accomplish a couple of things. The first thing we're going to accomplish is we're going to tell you one of the greatest challenges that we face. As I'm going to introduce the book in just a second. One of the greatest challenges we face in anything we do, whether it's business or ministry, most people just simply sometimes limp along and kind of discover things by accident. And then as they discover things by accident, then there's a level of success or in some cases failure that comes with what they discover by accident. Here's why. Because nobody is really telling us sometimes, I'm talking now in the context of business, and I'm talking secondly in the context of nonprofits, and thirdly, I'm talking in the context of churches or church ministries. Nobody tells us how to do it. They tell you what you should do to be a leader. They tell you what you should be should do over here. But nobody's actually breaking it down into what I call bite-sized pieces so you understand how to do it. One of the greatest illustrations, I think, at least for me, that helps me, I don't, I'll pray in Jesus' name that it'll help you. But one of the greatest illustrations that I that I think help us to begin to build a context or a framework for some of the stuff we're talking about is if you go up to somebody and uh, somebody walks up to an elephant and they touch the elephant on a on the trunk and you were to ask that person, <clears throat> well, what is an elephant? That person would tell you, oh, that because they touched the trunk, they would say that elephant is like a hose. You go up to somebody else, they walk up to the elephant and they touch it on the side, the big side of the elephant. <clears throat> and you say, what is an elephant? And they say, oh, it's like a wall. Somebody else walks around the side of the elephant, grabs it by the tail. And you ask them, what is an elephant? And they tell you, oh, it's like a rope. The truth is, when we talk about building the, the world outreach and building our schools and our world outreach offices, or we're talking about businesses, or we're talking about nonprofits, whatever we're talking about, many people only touch the trunk, or they only touch the side, or they only touch the tail. So when, they try, when you try to get an explanation from them, they give you the explanation from one of those points of view, instead of really it's an elephant, <clears throat> and all three of those things are combined in it. 
So what you're going to find when we teach this material, because we have eight hours of it, you're going to find there are some things that you gravitate to more easily than others, either because of your personality or your gifting. In other words, there's things that you connect to more quickly or because of just the knowledge you already have. What I want to encourage you to do, if something is taught that you don't get, it doesn't feel comfortable, it, you're like, man, that's so far beyond me. <clears throat> Those are the areas you need to press in a little more on. And you need to say, okay, there's some stuff here. Billy says, I need to know. I need to know them. The key is I don't know it, so I'm going to press in. So you're going to find some things that fit with your personality. We all do. It's like, you know, I've been around Andrew a lot in the last year and a half, and, you know, he'll pull out that Bible out of the back pocket, and he'll say to me, Billy, the only thing I know is what's in this book. That's what he'll tell me. But then when we get in meetings where we're really breaking down legal stuff, business stuff, financial stuff, you'd be surprised what he knows. You would. Surprise me. He's caught me off guard a couple times. So I know if I'm meeting with Andrew, I always got to bring my A game. Y'all can laugh. It's okay. It's a joke. Thank you. So, um, so today I want you to look at the book. If you'll pick up, the, we call this the Organizational Mastery Manual. And I want to say thank you to Mark and to Mike and Carrie uh, for allowing me to be a part of World Outreach. I also want to say thank you in that to Gary Lukey as well uh, for allowing me to be a part of World Outreach. It's been a really a fun ride the last uh, year and a half. We've, we've learned a lot of stuff. Mike and Carrie, before I read what I want to out of the book, Mike and Carrie said to me, Mark, it was Mark, Mike and Carrie, and I think Tanera was there at that one, the very first meeting, and, and they asked, well, Billy, how long do you think this is going to take, learning how to do this? <clears throat> and I didn't hesitate. I don't think I did. I said, well, it'll be three years before we really get it implemented at a level. And I can see on their faces the all the joy of the Lord left the room. And here we are, right? 18 months later. So, uh, so I want you to take the manual, if you would. The front of it is called Organizational Mastery. It's the title of it. And then let's just look at the title of contents for a moment, just to kind of help you be oriented. Now, I want to say this, the, if you have, because this, I think this is the first day you've seen the manual, right? So, first of all, we have a table of contents, and the chapters, <clears throat> chapter number one is the leader manager, chapter two is identifying, standardizing, and directing work, chapter three is systems, chapter four is charting your organization, chapter five is policy and procedure, chapter six is problem solving. Chapter seven is planning. Chapter eight is delegation. And uh, delegation, we're going to cover a little bit today, and then we're going to cover the rest of it tomorrow. And then chapter nine is project management, and chapter 10 is identifying and developing leaders. Now, chapter 10, I have to give you a warning. You know how how it comes on movie ratings. You know, there's some movie ratings that are G. There are some that are PG. There are some that are R. Well, this one is triple X. Because I may, there may be some things in there that make some people uncomfortable a little bit in the sense of, of really teaching you how to be a leader. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sharing out of what I have learned over the years. So, but you don't have to worry about that. Probably it'll either, I'm either going to do chapter 10 in the last session today or the last session tomorrow. It just depends on how we all kind of work this together. So these are the chapters. Now, here's what I want you to see. There's page numbers in the book. So when I put the slides up in just a moment, you're going to see uh, the slides actually have the page numbers on them so that you can actually turn to the page and follow it. Did we do that? We have page numbers, right? Thank you, Tanera. Wonderful. So the page numbers are on there. Uh, this is kind of a joke, a little bit of a joke, is that I had one of my assistants. Where's Fern at? Fern's not now. So Fern, who, who currently works for me not much longer because she's going to be a... Because it's a joke, it's a joke, because she's going to be a great Karis director. But but uh, I had them print this, 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 you have to know this, I had them print this for me, Sandra. I had them print it for me three different times. And on the third time, they got it right. Okay, no, true, this really happened. So I go to Russia with Mike and Carrie, and uh, Velody. He's, he's saying to me, can I have that? Please, can I have that? <clears throat> it was my only copy that had chapters and page numbers. So I gave it to him, right? I said, I can get another one printed, no problem. So I had one of our other assistants, not Fern, so she's not on the hook here. But I had another one go out and have it reprinted for me. I open it up when I get back and there's no page numbers. So I had to go through and handwrite every page number personally. Now, I'm not feeling no love in here, no support. <clears throat> so these are the chapters. And so we're going to be, we're talk, the title of what we're going to talk about, of course, is um, organizational mastery. We're going to go to chapter one, page one, has a horse on it. You can see it. And so there's also a note section here <clears throat> on the side where you can actually write notes as we go through there. So I'm going to do my best. I will give you some slides, probably not in this hour, but in the second or third hour, not many, but a few that intentionally do not have page numbers on them. They intentionally do not because I want, to, want, want you to focus up here for a minute and let me kind of help you. But everything else you'll see will basically have uh, the page numbers on there. So we're going to talk about, to begin with, uh, on page number one, the leader manager. So when we talk about an organization, which uh, World Outreach, right? So the Karis schools, <clears throat> the Karis Bible colleges that are all over the world, here in the U.S. and around the world, that is an organization. When we think in terms of Andrew Walmack Ministries, Andrew Walmack Ministries is an organization. So any kind of entity that's out there, whether it's uh, a Karis Bible College, <clears throat> whether it's an Andrew Womack office somewhere in the world, uh, whether it's your business, whether it's your nonprofit or a church, we're in every situation we're talking about an organization. Now, in that context, then there are two things, there's two requirements in an organization that people need. And you can see this is on page one. The slide tells you right there, page one. Number one, that people need to be led. And I want to emphasize this with you, hopefully throughout the different eight hours we have, that people do not follow leadership automatically. <clears throat> and people don't follow leadership just because you show up. 
they need to be led. And there's some very uh, uh, specific strategies and very frankly tactics. And I say that in a good scriptural honoring way because Jesus taught us those. We're going to cover a few of those. Tactics you can use to help people uh, need to that need to be led. And let me just say this. I'll say this a couple of times throughout here. Remember this. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I'll tell you that. I'll give that to you later in another chapter. But the reason I say that is because leading people is critically important. And you can't do that if you don't love or care about people. The second thing that I find missing is that systems need to be present. And, the, and, and, and we... Um, share that with you because in most nonprofits, churches, and small businesses, systems are absent. So I want you to hear me one more time. In most small businesses, in most churches, in most nonprofits, and up until recently, in a portion of world outreach, systems have been missing. And what most people do is most people replace, they think they can substitute leadership for systems. You can't do it. Part of your leadership, whether whatever role you find yourself in, part of your, of, of your leadership is actually either creating systems that are, don't exist are implementing systems that you borrowed from somewhere else that will work where you are, but you can't be systems vacuum or you can't be systems absent so that there's a vacuum in systems. Now, we're going to talk about what they are here this morning as we go through it, but the reason that's important, I'll give you an example that, that, when, we, that when we think about it, whenever I came to Keras, let's talk about a system. And it continues to improve. I don't have my badge on, but if I had my badge on, it's got my picture on it. And on my badge, there's certain things that, there's certain doors here in, in AWM that I can get in, right? Because there is a security system. And the reason that system needs to be put in place is because AWM and Keras both have grown. And because there's many more people now involved than it was in the early days, you can't just recognize everybody that's coming in. And I see one of, I see one of the greatest mistakes that leaders make is they say, well, I don't like to do systems. It seems like it's, it's so artificial or it's not personal enough. But what you don't understand is, is for anything to grow, it takes a system. If you think of a baby, when a baby's born, a baby is a healthy baby is born with all the systems, right? It's got a respirator system. We're going to show you a slide in a second. It's got all the systems that it needs, right? It's got a digestive system. <clears throat> it's got a, a blood system, right? It's got a brain. It's got a mental system, emotional system. So a human is born with those things, yet somehow we think we can walk into any situation and build it. And I, I, I used to hear this all the time from leaders, and it was a huge mistake. They would go read a John Maxwell book uh, or some book similar to that. They'd go read it. Now they're ready to go back, and I'm going to go lead, and they're trying to lead in a vacuum. There's no systems present. There's nothing to lead. It's like saying, I'm going to go drive a car, and there's no car in the parking lot. Maybe you're a well-capable driver, but the car doesn't exist. So the point we're making on the slide, and we're on page one, is this, is systems need to be present, but they are absent. 
in most small businesses, nonprofits, and churches, and in some cases, uh, as we've discovered, they may be absent in some of our CARES locations around the world. And so we need to make sure that we have systems. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. The Wealth Builders podcast is produced by Celine Williams with music by Audio Jungle and narration by Greg Hunter. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Builders podcast. If you have any questions for Billy Epperhart, please email info at wealthbuilders.org. And if you're interested in furthering your learning, check out Wealth Builders University, our online educational platform at wbuniversity.online. You'll find dozens of courses on a variety of topics from leadership to investment. Thanks again and tune in next time.